Good morning. This is uh, my dream podcast journal, day two. Um, we had some interesting dreams. I have not heard of Camellia's. Camellia, would you like to share? Sure. So I think my dream was um, like a history repeating in a very strange way. I got to have a phone call yesterday in real life with um, my brother-in-law, Bryce, and um, um, started mentally planning like a celebration for him for something that's happening Um an ending of an era for him that's coming up soon and I think that entered the dream space I started thinking about or dreaming about um, Aaron and Bryce my husband and brother-in-law having like a celebration Um, it felt like a graduation Um, and they were both married to the people they're married to in real life Um, Melissa and I were around Um, no babies yet for Bryce and Melissa so it's just the four of us at the celebration, um, but I noticed that the family dynamic was very different. Uh, it all seemed to be set in an African country, um, or maybe it was here, but everybody was from there. Um, and so there were a lot of like memorials to the people who couldn't be here because they had passed on, um, which when I woke up and started thinking about the dream by myself, made me think of, like, how many people our extended family have lost, uh, my in-laws have lost in the last just eight years that I've known them. Um, some of them um, really heavy losses that impact everyone to this day. Um, so that's what that felt like. It felt like memorials to people that um, I have entered this, this family in, in real life, um, hearing about and seeing the, the legacies of their life enact over the course of the eight years that I've known the family. Um, so that was taking space in the dream. And then as we were kind of wrapping up the celebration, um, Aaron received a call. It's like two in the morning. Um, I guess we partied all night. And uh, it's two in the morning, and he gets a call from a relative that's actually in Africa um, who's calling to say that he was sorry he couldn't be there, and he had this great accent. <sighs> and, um, yeah, he was he was talking about, I don't know, I guess Aaron had him on speakerphone. It's a dream. Things are weird. Um, talking about how he's, like, living the best single life, um, but that he, he really misses being close to people, being close to family. And that's when I woke up. Snap. Thank you. I, I really, yeah, just kind of reflecting on the death, the amount of death we've had over the last eight years. I mean, you telling me you've been to more funerals in one year than your entire life mm-hmm. before. Um, you met me, and that just really sits with me. I, that comes up again in this. Um, uh, comes up again in the, um, hearing your dream. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Mm. Yeah, um, I just want to just give a context. We're laying here in the bed. I'm just kind of rubbing my shoulder. Um, I went to sleep um, with the intention of tracking my Aunt Manita. She's been on my mind um, a lot this week. And so I was with her in my dream for the first, I don't know how many minutes, because I know dreams are weird, but for the first part of my dream, and I remember I was having this great day with my aunt and um, Uncle Leon and a couple of their children and my cousins, and we were at their house. I could visualize their living room. And I remember the day ended, and I went to sleep. And I woke up in prison. It's like, how does Chunk like this dream? What the Chunk is this about? I'm in prison. And I'm serving like, I'm aware that I'm serving like a thousand years in prison. Like they got sentenced forever. Hmm. I was like, what the chunk? How did I go to, was it my family? And I didn't realize it until this morning. What happened was I was, I was listening to podcasts like NPR <laughs> and the changes, you know, podcasts from time to time because it's like the channel. And the what I was listening to was about mass incarceration. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that until I woke up really an hour ago that and I got to tell him I'm so glad I got to tell him on the podcast she's like this is you were listening to it in your sleep in my sleep in your sleep I thought you meant sometime yesterday no no I was listening to it in my sleep when I went to sleep oh, you was, do that sometimes yeah, to go to sleep exactly I gotcha. listened to like you know it was a great shows like just a quick up first or something like that 12 minutes and news that seeped into your dreams uh huh wow and so when I was going to sleep it kept playing and it was playing and so I was I was sharing this thousand year sentence and I was married to this white lawyer who was like trying to get me out. <laughs> and she was this white woman, she's super sharp, she was like Harvard trained or something. Um and she was it was successful, but because of the coronavirus, I couldn't get out because they were so slow. Like everything was like backed up, everything took longer. Mm. And so I was like I got so I was in prison for a thousand years, but she got me my sentence annulled or whatever they call it and um when i woke up i felt like it was some kind of question of like i'm gonna get out today and what was powerful because it's a dream is i like went to another character that was trying to visit me that was outside of it so i became one of my own relatives of myself i was trying to visit myself in prison to help me leave And the part of the reason why that happened, because I, I, I took the podcast, I was listening to it, and rewinded it back to see how, what was happening. In the podcast, there's the reporter is outside the prison trying to, narrating the inmate getting released and seeing his family. And for me, I think my brain was just like switching with the edits of the audio. <laughs> but one of the poignant scenes is that I walk into a visitation room to visit my to visit myself in a lot of ways, but I'm, I'm another person, and I can't recognize the person I'm coming to see. Like I know I'm coming to see, maybe my older cousin or brother, whoever it was. I felt like I should know them, but I couldn't recognize them. All the black men that were lined up, um, behind the glass with the phone, I didn't know any of them. I got really, really fearful and sad, and I walked back out and when I kind of like ran back out of the room uh, where I was supposed to visit inmates. I switched back to being an inmate. Um, and then 
um, I started to wake up. I think that kind of jolt, I probably moved a little bit in my bed trying to like navigate the complexity there. And I somehow my life jump cuts to like being released. And the the guards was my high school football coach, mm. Mahalchik. It was my special education teacher, oh. Mrs. Minnick. And it was the weirdest thing because I was like, somehow in my dream, I knew they were my prison guards, but they were also like, I, like, I, I know you all from somewhere else. Wow. And so they were like, they were like telling my, this white woman I'm married to to not touch me or be excited. That I should just be like very calm and when I leave like, don't don't touch him, don't get too excited. And I remember wanting to like be angry at them and like hit them or something. But I knew if I did that I'd go back to prison and that's the last thing I want to do. So there's this like real powerful moment of me like having some suspicion feeling and I didn't realize it was my teacher, my coach until I was waking up. At the time of the dream I was just like, You look look familiar <laughs> I think I should know you and right when I was about to wake up because we ended up getting in the car and we were driving down like 138 and I was like that was my coach that was my best car yeah. I think I was waking up my brain started to recognize what was happening and I was like that was my special education teacher you know and she's and actually in real life I actually have much love for my teacher um but we had some hard moments early on in my high school career, um, but it was it was very disturbing. And I had this longing to see my parents, but they were both dead. I knew they weren't alive. Mm. Like my mom was dead, my dad was dead, but I had wanted to see them, and that's why I was. I saw the dream ended. I was just driving down one thirty eight, wanting to see my parents, but knowing they had passed on because they were. I was in jail so long. Mm. Yeah. I, I woke up and then I realized I listened to a podcast about mass incarceration. I rewinded it and listened to it. I saw several scenes that were definitely in my in my. Uh, there was a scene at the end where she talked about the guard was trying to stop the sister from celebrating her her brother who was in jail, and and it was a really powerful moment because the woman in the podcast said that I worked a double job. I worked two jobs. One job was for me, and one job was to make sure that my brother could call me every day before he wow. could go to bed for four years the carnage of that and so that's that's where I'm at this morning so I came in here I was really feeling good to just rub your back and be close to you after that dream because it was very very eerie and I do I just will say that I do see a place in my reality if it wasn't for my mother and some really powerful folks in our community and church that I would be definitely be in jail the system would have been really easy for me so that dream felt like an alternate reality and more and less like a dream. So yeah, some um, processing of death mm-hmm. which seems to be kind of a yeah. common theme for mm-hmm. both of us today. Yeah, yeah. definitely processing some death. Because I had this great dinner with my aunt Juanita before I went to prison. And in my story, there were a dream. There was um, a moment where we gathered around to look through like a memoir of. Um, a woman, and I couldn't tell if it was like an aunt that had passed on, or if in the dream space your mom was supposed to be gone. When she's not in real life, but it was a woman instead of a man. You're not mm-hmm. used to doing this for your father who mm-hmm. has passed on, but mm-hmm. um, for your mom, 
yeah, it, it felt like a, a, a strong matriarch in the, in the mm. family line. And we were um, kind of uh, looking through this book to honor her during the celebration. Mm. So there's a lot of uh, processing death and um, thinking about legacies of people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, thank you all that witnessed our dream podcast um this is episode two and i think what's different about today is that um we both heard our dreams for the first time on the podcast live like neither one of us knew what the other one might be talking about or was holding so just want to thank you all for being on this journey with us and maybe we'll do this again tomorrow <laughs>